You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. For real. <laughs> my grandma got it for me it says you go girl I love it <laughs> so great okay are you ready I am ready sweet welcome back listeners oh are we recording hey what's going on hey friends hi how are you what's going on okay <laughs> how many times so, I, say I know on? right this is our 10th episode of don't be dumb podcast <laughs> that was Sadie Super excited. Ah, sorry, I'm drinking so water. Um, that means that there's a potential that someone listening has uh, actually sat down for 10 hours and listened to the two of us talk shit. Michaela, thank you so much. <laughs> we really appreciate that from you. Kathleen's caught up. So thanks, Kathleen. Leah chimes in every once in a while. This is, yeah. we're, listen, we're really doing the thing out here. We've got a really good fan base. We appreciate <laughs> and love all of you. All three. All three of y'all. That's a little pop. <laughs> hey, we've got... At least four, because my friend Chelsea gave us that review. That's true. Thank you, friend. With wine. and We appreciate you so much. Yes. She's going to come talk to us about being a doula soon. So. Oh, that'll be a fun one. I know. It'll be exciting. Okay. So, um, social media. Oh, hey, yeah. We've got the whiteboard. Corey did it today. I did. Corey gets all credit for the whiteboard. Mm. Um, well, Corey wrote it. 80. Yeah. I, I just <laughs> wrote her. it. I just wrote it. Because after all, this is 80s podcast. Mm-hmm. We're just, we just really talk on it. Um, so we have to introduce ourselves. Still Tyler. Still Corey. And we have a social media. And you should follow We have a social a media. Social media? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> on it, on the internet, we have a social media. We got the Instagram. We have the Instagram. We have the Facebook. We have the Facebook. Do we have the Twitter? No. We don't have the Twitter. We do have the emails. We the mail. Gmail, <laughs> yes. don't be dumb podcast at gmail.com. <clears throat> Everything is one word. Yes, it is. If you space it out, you're wrong. Yeah, don't you do that. Will, you'll have a difficulties finding us. You will have a difficult time. But um, make podcast. sure you like, subscribe, and comment because we love it when people comment. And Tyler thinks every single person that comments is AD until we find out otherwise. So just keep throwing it out there and keep her on her toes. I've only been wrong like twice. So <laughs> it's fine. I don't think he's left any of them. And we have five I on don't. iTunes. He's left like three. No. How many did you leave? Maybe one. See? Maybe one. Okay. One out of five. Um, so Friendsgiving. Yes. That was yesterday. Yeah, we had Friendsgiving yesterday. Yeah, we did. It was really fun. Yes. Uh fourth annual. So I'm like, I love it so much. It's so fun. I just like to have all of my favorite people in one spot. It makes my heart want to explode with joy. And everyone makes fun of me because I get kind of sappy, but it's fine. We do because she does. I do. I just love my friends and family so much. But it's just nice to see everybody talking and laughing and getting along and meeting new people sometimes too. So yeah. Thank you to everyone that came that actually listens to this podcast. Although I don't think very many of them do. Because in the words of my mother, I have to listen to you talk all the time anyway. Why would I purposely listen to a podcast? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Shout outs to you, Cindy. We I love know you. you're, you're never going to hear this, but we appreciate you. She might get bored one day as she's crafting or yeah. reorganizing her house. Like, I have some really good things to say. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe you'll want to learn more about me. I don't know. Um, my mom will never listen to this because she doesn't know how to do anything. She, um, not, not to say my mom's like an idiot, but like anything that involves. Technological. It's just not really going to happen okay. for her. She still, she does her text in all capital letters. Still. I love it. She doesn't so know So she's how. always screaming at you. Always screaming at me. 
through text because she doesn't. Awesome. Somebody fucking. Okay, so I don't know if anybody will hear this, but whoever the fuck helped my mom download Bitmoji, we're going to fight. Because this shit is ridiculous. I can't handle it. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I don't like it. But anyway. Does she have Snapchat? No. Oh, my gosh. But she she has FaceTimed me like twice. And I've had to tell her like, turn the camera around, mom. Like, hit, hit the oh, button. She's like. Because I'm like looking at the, off the ground. So like, <laughs> mom, like. Flip it to you. Or then, it, like, she'll turn the actual phone. I'm like, no, mom. There's, so, like, like she can see your face, but you're staring at the ground. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's and then funny. she'll turn her actual phone instead of hitting the button to switch the camera. Mm-hmm. So then she's like, but now I can't see you. And I'm like, mom. I don't know who bought you this phone. got to change that perspective. We're just. Sometimes it's okay to have a flip phone. I don't. I feel like we really need to stop. I feel like there was a boycott against the flip phone. They were very durable. Very durable. All I'm saying is I'm the kind of person who actually should probably still have a flip phone because I actually don't use my phone for any of like its iPhone-ness at all. Yeah, I'm pretty bad um, about that. If too. it weren't for podcasts and solitaire, like I would do nothing but text and talk on my phone. So. I listen to Amazon Music. and Do you know they have an Amazon like DoorDash essentially? No, but I'm not surprised. <laughs> There's like an Amazon restaurant. So if you have Prime... Shout out to all my primers out there. You know, I'm, I'm with you. Um, shout out to everybody who's getting that student discount prime too. <coughs> I'll go to school forever just for the discount. Um, so they have like a restaurants in your area or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they'll deliver to you. Sweet. Like Holly has everything because she goes by the mall and all of those restaurants deliver. What? Shout out to Holly. You'll never yeah. hear this either. But she doesn't we appreciate either. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really fun. You oh just said something and it made me remember, but now I can't remember, so it's fine. We're doing this so late. We are. Oh my god. We usually record during the earlier parts of the day. I just want everyone to know that <clears> we were really close to not even giving you this on every like a every other week basis. Like this was about to be a skip week, but we made it happen. Well, that was because of technological difficulties, not because we weren't prepared. True, very true. It's because Adrian wasn't prepared. <laughs> So it's basically no. AD was trying to sabotage his own podcast. I don't understand why. Oh, I think it's because we're becoming too famous and yeah. he's really threatened. My boob was hanging out during some of those pictures. So I just I hope you didn't get that AD because <laughs> it was it wasn't fun. Um, so. Okay. Holidays are coming up. Well, actually, we're in the middle of them. La, 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 la. Thanksgiving. Yeah. I celebrate Christmas with my family, even though I'm not religious at all. But, you know. Yeah, um, I celebrate Thanksgiving even though I'm not someone who rapes and pillages people, but yeah. I also celebrate. I don't, I don't support it either. Yeah. No, I really, I'm in it for the food. Yeah. That's like a fight that I'm not going to have right now. I will go off every Thanksgiving if we're going to talk about the origins. We can do this. We can have this conversation. Mm-hmm. We'll have it every time. Maybe next year we can do that. Yeah, it's it's fine. Like if we want to ruin Thanksgiving by bringing up like what's really going on, I'm your girl. Knock on my door. I'm ready for it. But um, if we want to just, you know, I'm sitting, sit and, and talk and and be with family and follow la la la. I can do that too. There's nothing really sometimes better than just planting a little seed at the family gathering that then grows into a huge fucking shit show as you sit back and watch and just kind of giggle. I love <laughs> not that I've ever done that. That's what I get myself for ever, Christmas every year. Ever. Is a family argument. Starting a family <laughs> argument. That's your tradition because we yeah. were going to talk about what our favorite traditions yeah, are. Yeah, my mm. tradition okay. is. Um, you know, just going against the, the patriarchy at every chance I get at every function. Generally, it is with a man who is related or is a friend of my husband. Um, and that's just usually how we do that. That's how we do it every year. 
and we'll do it every year. And I love the tradition. I hope it never dies. It won't. You'll keep it alive. I'm not yeah. at all concerned. <laughs> no, they'll fucking keep it alive. <laughs> They're going to fucking keep it alive. And right. so I'm going to, I have no choice but to play my role. Love y'all though. To the end and back. <laughs> what is your favorite holiday tradition, friend? So we have a lot of traditions in my family. We're, we're very op- Appalachian in our origins. Appalachian. Appalachian. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we do, oh God, it, and it's so like gendered too. During the holidays, I always look at people like, just because you have a dick doesn't mean you can't do the fucking dishes. Fucking all day. But Their dick yeah, is it too does. big to get to the dishes. It just weighs them down to where they just sit on the fucking mm-hmm. couch mm-hmm. and do nothing. I will say that my brother's really good about helping cleaning and stuff, but um, he was raised by my mother, so I don't know. But anyway, um, so uh, like next Sunday, all of the women in our family are going to get together and we bake very cute. and make candies for the holidays. Um, but this year we're putting a fun little twist on it and everybody got a new baking nickname and we're going to have aprons with our nicknames on it. So that is is Appalachian friend. right but wait till I you- really like just I'm gonna start saying things are Appalachian <laughs> <laughs> okay keep going so like it came it came about because we were having this girl's family thing a couple weekends ago we were crafting and we always get together on the anniversary or near the anniversary of my grandma passing <laughs> away just to kind of like commemorate her mm-hmm. and so we were talking about how my mom's the only one that can dip the Buckeyes and I was like you're just a dipshit so Cute. that's her. And then like my aunt Chris is peanut cluster fuck. And then okay. I'm mom came up with mine. I'm the master baker. Ah. Yeah. Um, and then my uh, then we have stir mix a lot. And the evil. Jesus Christ. The, <laughs> this is getting very Appalachian. Right. <laughs> and the evil, the evil saucerer. Oh, some of them are a little lame, but we got, we're not very good at puns, as you can tell. But anyway, so we bake. <laughs> perfect. We bake, and then, like, we open pajamas on Christmas Eve before we go to bed, and yeah, we just have all kinds of tradition, so. That's so cute. Well, it's kind of overwhelming, though, because, I mean, we've got, I mean, I'm a single person with no kids, and within my own family, I've got four gatherings in two days. That's just between my mom and dad. God love my brother who's got two kids and a new wife, so. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but Jesus. it's fun and we love the holidays. We love them so much. We're you just do. gonna cream them down your throat. You do. So as I drink out of my my Grinch turvis, I can attest that Corey's family likes the holidays. I have been in her mother's home. It's very festive. Yes, they are holidays. festive. They are festive people. Yes, and I appreciate them. And I love Friendsgiving every time. And, and we love she's you. She's gonna try to fucking drag me to this damn. What the fuck are we giving each other? Oh, an ornament exchange. It's Fucking our it's ornament third exchange. time we've done it. Tyler just hasn't actually participated. She's I, physically been present. I've physically been present once. The second time, you know me, I had a hangover, so I didn't <laughs> go that year. And this is going to be the third time. I didn't bring a a thing, though. She didn't bring an ornament the first time, but she's going to bring one this time. Allegedly. We'll see how things go. Yeah. Okay, so finally... Fucking almost 15 minutes into this bitch. Hey. Let's talk about what you came to hear. Cults. Which is cults. We have no clue what is going on. This is the first time we've ever done a cult thing. Yeah. We're just going to give it a shot. We both really like cults. We both really like true crime. We want to start a cult. We want to start a cult. But again, we're going to have to keep that under wraps. Probably going to have to delete that too, friend. Because again, our supervisor listens to this. And I don't know if that's... Anyway. Oh yeah, I I can talk about... I didn't say... 
job. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got a fucking job. Woo fucking who? Okay. <laughs> Tyler's going to be working with me again. It's gonna be going awesome. to be awesome. I'm going to be working with her again. Mm-hmm. And when I work with her again, I'll tell you all the secrets of my old job. I'm saying names, too. No, I'm just kidding. No, I will never not. do that. <laughs> I will never do that. Just kidding. Just kidding. Okay. So um, okay. we're going to talk about cults. I'm going to talk about a cult that's kind of a popular cult right now. And then Corey's going to talk about, like, why the fuck are people in cults? Yes. It's our little don't be dumb spin on it because we couldn't just come and like present cults because there's already enough podcasts that do that. Um, here at Don't Be Dumb, we like try to add like a tinge of education to whatever the fuck that we're talking about. And so if we're going to talk about cults, we're going to talk about some of the psychology behind it because we're fucking extra. Well, you know we're mental health professionals, too. I mean, sure. If we you want to say knowledge. it in the right way. <laughs> But it's almost fucking, it's past my bedtime and I don't have That's any true. corrections. I'm drinking wine way later than I should be drinking wine. Okay. okay. And it's, can I just say it's taken me a long time to drink this? I poured this when you got here. I don't think you've, you've only had a couple of drinks out of it, it looks like. Don't even fucking say 80. <laughs> 80 says I like to pour wine and I never drink it, which is not true. I do drink it. Mm-hmm. Have there been multiple times where I've poured a glass and then poured, <laughs> poured a glass? <laughs> God, I'm so tired. Poured a glass and left Porn it wine. Out. Yes, but it's fine. So. Okay, so I wanted to start with just a couple questions about okay. just, I was just going to ask you. you first? No, I was going to, oh. yeah, well, I thought I would go first and then we would apply this to We yours. should have talked about this before we got We did talk about this, actually. <laughs> we, yeah. I should have listened. <clears throat> it's okay. You've had a lot going on. I do. I have so much. I know. You're starting a new job. Um, okay, so. I wanted to ask you what draw like what kind of draws you into the concept of cults and why are why are you interested in cults because I know we both are Mm -hmm. and I mean I've listened to as much as I can from like last podcast because they go so in depth shout out to last podcast they are just my favorite truly I just love them so much I'm in the Ben Kissel club because I love you so much Ben Kissel (laughs) 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 I hear this and just know I I like Marcus he just is so cute okay I guess okay Henry we don't want to leave you out yeah you too he's great because we know you guys are gonna hear this right yes <laughs> so we gotta make sure we don't so gonna listen to this um uh, yeah so i oh is that the question yeah Andrew? so what like what draws you in like why are you interested i i am interested in figuring out how so many people can get drawn to this like one like tangible person that they are seeing in real time and just believe all of these like wild things about this one person's ability. Mm-hmm. Um, because like, so with like religion, like with like Jesus, for example, like Jesus isn't, isn't here. So it's easy for like stories to be spread about Jesus and about like the powers that Jesus may have and the things that Jesus may have done and whether these things are real or not, like they are able to be told in like a very, powerful and almost like mystical way like these stories are able to kind of just go on to generation to generation and there's no way of proving right or wrong so like yeah. you can't tell someone whether they're really right or wrong about Jesus because like you weren't here either neither one of us were here but like for this five foot fucking seven man to be in front of you and telling you that he's like the reincarnation of God or whatever and for you to really believe that like what happened why why is that happening right now right um so that that gets me every time and it's they're always five seven Beware of anybody who's 5'7". I'm 5'7". <laughs> you heard what Corey said, said about it. fucking cults earlier, so just yeah, know that. Yeah, I do. Um, okay. <clears throat> yeah, I think that's about it. Like, I, my thing has always just kind of been, like, the psychology of it. Just like when we're into true crime, it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's awful and it's atrocious, but I want to know what's going on in someone's brain and, like, yeah. why. But yeah. 
look at what we do for a living. So it doesn't, it's not very surprising. We're nosy for a living. Yeah, we are. That's all the difference. That's all it really is, You ever is, meet a guys. social worker? They're nosy. Nosy. Promise. But, but we're good people. We are. For the most part. We're just trying to help. Yeah. Okay. So I found a couple websites and I will give them props at the end. I'll just like say my resources that I used. Okay. So... I found one and it gave about 10 reasons why people join cults. I thought we'd just kind of like break oh, break down each one. I like it. Okay. So the first one is to satisfy human desire for absolute answers. So, mm. I mean, when we're looking at, you know, the and they're not all religiously based. I guess I should start with like what is a cult. Like sure. from everything that I've read, and there's a lot of scholarly work, especially within like psychology that looks at what, what are cults and why – do people join them and they ha- they're trying to like, they theorize around it. But there's some, of course, discussion and disagreement between le- the scholars as to what it is. Because God forbid any of them ever agree <clears throat> on anything. Um, so the most basic uh, definition I found was just a group or movement with shared commitment to an ideology typically embodied by a charismatic leader. But mm-hmm. not all cults are religious. Not, they can be therapy-based cults. They can be self-help-based cults. Uh-huh. <laughs> they can be all kinds of things. And not all relig- like not all new religions become cults either. Yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Okay, so then back to you. So they satisfy a human desire for absolute powers or absolute answers. So it's just those answers like why, why, are, we why are we here? Where do we go? Mm-hmm. Um, how do we become – our best self. Yeah. All yep. of those kinds of questions. And when you're looking at, a lot of them are re- religiously based or they, they're going to have that kind of doctrine to where they try to provide those answers or at least make members think they have the answers. For a short price of $69.99 a month, you can have those answers too. But we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> we'll get there. Right. And then, yeah, we'll definitely. Okay. Um, those with low self-esteem are more likely to be persuaded by – the cult environment. And I think, I don't know if we've ever kind of brought, we've brought that kind of stuff up. Wait, say that one more time. If they have low self-esteem, they're more prone to be persuaded. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Because I mean, it's you, you are giving someone a sense of belonging. And Mm -hmm. like, if I have low self-esteem and I don't really like know what I'm doing here and I don't really have any kind of confidence in myself or my ability to do anything. And here you come and give me, you know, my purpose a lot easier for me to feel a lot more confident in myself and like I know what's going on now not only do you not only are you going to be risen from like the despair of what however you're feeling about yourself yeah you're also going to be provided with these absolute answers that a lot of people don't have because they don't have (laughs) 69.99 a month (laughs) that's why keep 70 dollars in your bank account all times that's how you get in heaven kids (laughs) you learned it here first Oh, man. Don't come at me at the end of the month, then. I'm going to have to pay the first week of the month. <laughs> hey, it's rent or it's heaven. you gotta, you got to do your bills right, is what you I'm gotta saying. Pay, you, it sounds like we're paying rent for heaven. Like, we're just prepaying. Listen, freedom's not free. <clears throat> never never forget. <laughs> um, okay, so new recruits are, they, they're like love-bombed, which I yeah. think, yeah. So, again, yeah. you can tie that into the low self-esteem, too. So you have, like, a group of people that are so excited you're there, and they are so excited for you to be a part of this, and you're going to be a family, mm-hmm. and it's just going to be this amazing experience, and you're all going to change the world and mm-hmm. become the best possible versions of yourselves you can. Yeah. So you have a new community. 
they love you, they worship you, they, they're providing you with things. Um, one thing, so it said like the leaders will then maybe impart specific gifts upon new people yep. mm-hmm. or maybe you know special one-on-one talks and they talked about how that can be you know that's ingratiation so as humans when we're given things we we're gracious yeah for them yeah most of the time sure some people suck and they don't have gratitude but you know we're ingratiated so then we feel as though you know when we receive these gifts or time or what have you then we then want to return so mm-hmm. reciprocity mm-hmm. did i say that yeah reciprocity so we then want to return so how can i return the favor how can i return the gift yeah and then oh well actually, i could fuck you we'll get there that. too though <laughs> we'll get there kids <laughs> there's that there's money yeah there's time there's working all this kind of like devotion that mm-hmm. you know is is coming on too um so uh this women are more likely to join so uh. We'll get there. (laughs) Yeah. So 70% of cult members, roughly, are women. But, okay, so even to that point, like to women mostly being the people who are more likely to be in cults, what did you just talk about, though? Like, women are taught to be super grateful for everything that they get. Right. Women are... I would say a lot more prone to having low self-esteem as far as like having control over, you know, what's going on. Like, do do I have the confidence to, you know, know what I'm doing for myself? Do I need a man to help me do this? You know, that kind of thing. So it's, it's really not surprising that a lot of women, not, I don't want to say a lot of women, but women are more likely to be part of a cult because it's almost like it's geared towards that type of person. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. And I think, uh, you know, we talk about oppression all the time on this show and I think um, you know two of the things that I did find when I was reading was a lot of people argue because of the systematic oppression and the traditional oppression of women of course they're going to be more vulnerable and then others say we're more social creatures Mm. than men traditionally Mm -hmm. again going back to those gender roles so we may be more likely to be out at these religious gatherings or out in these community gatherings Mm -hmm. and then again become more susceptible for whatever other reasons sure but i think absolutely when you're looking at the traditional differences between sexes yeah we we are we are systematically oppressed as a gender Mm -hmm. and we are taught to behave in certain ways Mm -hmm. especially towards men and while there have been female cult leaders you're most still, the they're, are men. they're yeah. mostly men. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I I didn't never, it didn't surprise me, but when I read it, I was like, oh shit, of course we are. Totally yeah, makes sense now that you think about it. God yeah. damn it. Okay. So this surprised me though. Many have actually rejected religion in their lives. So I thought that was interesting. But when it was kind of broken down, what do you think on that? I mean, I could, I could get that though, because sometimes kind of what I was talking about before, religion has is something that is so like like mystical like something that is just like removed from us you know what i mean and so like there's this this person this like being in the sky that's controlling everything like how can i i can't really connect with this being in the sky or what have you but mm-hmm. what i can do is i can connect to the person this man sitting right next to me telling me all these things that are more that are really connecting with me and making a lot of sense versus like me waiting to hear from this voice from the beyond you know what I mean yeah. like you're making it you're making it just so much easier for for me to get to it I guess like just 
cutting out the middleman, I guess that I would say, right? 100%. Yeah, for sure. Um, So when I was reading about that, I thought it was really interesting because it said traditionally when we're looking at cults, like true cult members, they're usually more middle to upper class Mm -hmm. individuals that have lived relatively sheltered lives in Mm -hmm. comparison to others. Because when we were talking about, what is that, Amshinrikyo up there in Oregon, they had a whole bunch of homeless people come in to bulk up their numbers. No, that wasn't Amshinrikyo. What was that? uh, It was Wild Wild Country. Yeah. Uh, Who was that dude? Uh, I can't remember. Uh, 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 uh. Damn me, it, damn it, damn it. Let me Google it really They fast. were the Rajnishis. The Rajnishis. Yeah, yeah, sorry. What was his name? Osho. Yeah, Osho. Yep. So they brought a whole bunch of homeless Fucking people in. Fucking crazy documentary. Yeah, watch, watch it. it. It's good. It's on Netflix. Yep. Um, they brought a whole bunch of homeless people in, but they left. Mm-hmm. Like, they were like, oh, we thought we were getting free food and shelter and stuff. And they did. But then when they, like, really got into it, they're like, fuck this. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. So when you're looking at true cult members that actually, like, buy in and, and stay. Yeah. They're usually from a demographic that has allowed them. I don't want to say allowed, but actually has allowed them to live a more sheltered life. So then they're a little bit more, they're they're more easily manipulated. Mm -hmm. And when someone's like, hey, give me money. And, you know, that religious experience that you had that didn't speak to you or was forced upon you as a child, I'm going to give you something that makes sense. I'm going to give you something that works for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a thing that, that is very easy for them to kind of just slip in there and replace whatever that missing piece is for them. Yeah. And also saying a lot of these individuals may have failed to achieve real intimacy in their lives. Mm -hmm. So when they find this kind of group, say they may have felt like a social outcast or an outlier because whatever reason, if they find a group with similar ideals or an ideal they can then adopt, then they do feel as though they've achieved some kind of real intimacy with others. So I thought that that was really, oh, and there was another characteristic that they like to blame others for their problems. Sure. Mm -hmm. I can understand that. Yeah. So I thought that was an interesting. Because then if, if I'm blaming you, like, because I'm, I'm part of, like, the chosen ones. Like, mm-hmm. we aren't the issue. It's you guys who are the issue of why this world is going to end the way it's going to end or, you know, why everything is happening. But, like, me and the people in my cult, you know, we're the chosen ones. We know all the secrets. We have yeah. all this. So, yeah, I, I can understand that because that's that's creating that social isolation then. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if I – if you're part of the problem, then everything that you say – of course it's going to be against the beliefs of me and my people because you, because you want to trick us into thinking that your way is right when really, like, we're right. So even if, in reality, you know, everybody on the outside is, like, trying to tell you that you're in a fucking cult and everything is crazy, you're then in turn taught to, like, reject those beliefs because those people are the issue right. and you're not the issue. So, yeah, right. totally. For sure. Um oh you're talking just, in circles right now I well no like. you're not because they're in the, the thing is you've already like in that last sentence you just touched on like four of the next ones so the us versus them mentality isolation mm-hmm. superiority mm-hmm. that feeling of oh i'm in this fantastic community they love me they worship me we're all one we're working towards this common shared goal and these other individuals outside of here aren't enlightened they don't have the vision They don't have our vision. They don't have our knowledge. They don't have our ideology. We need to, well, either one, try to, you know, bring them in, Mm -hmm. which some of them do for, you know, the pyramid scheme aspect of it. Yeah. You, you as a member. Yeah. You as a (laughs) member are usually expected to bring others in. Yeah. And then 
So that us versus them mentality, you have the isolation, which then makes it much, much easier to control the masses. Yep. Um, and then cult leaders are masters of mind control. So that's something. I, I, basically, everything we're talking about here, it's power and control. Always. Just like we talked about in the domestic violence episode or the so gaslighting episode, too. So many similarities. It really is. I mean, it truly is just we're looking at one individual or a group of individuals that are just trying to control a whole lot more people than maybe in a domestic violent or domestic whatever uh, a violent relationship where it's just trying to exert power and control over one person so there's a ton of overcross and similarities mm-hmm. in that which um you know listen to our old dv episode um but one there's there's a couple in here that i wanted to highlight public humiliation we, we hear about that a lot like scientology mm-hmm. we hear about it we hear jim jones was a master at it Fuck yeah he was absolutely i really oof. want to encourage everyone within the sound of my voice to um listen to last podcast on the left uh jonestown series mm-hmm. it's five episodes really fucking good so now, good if you don't listen to last podcast past that point i understand <laughs> I love that show. I think they're wonderful. You told me to listen to that episode. I did. And that yes. was, those were, well, those episodes. And I listened to all five of them. And I've been a huge fan ever since. They're yes. just, they're just uh, so well researched. So well. And they provide so much good information. Yeah. Absolutely. So I actually feel like I'm learning something and laughing because yeah. Henry's fucking Henry hilarious. Henry is so funny. Anyway, but that's a really, that's a really, really good. Yeah. I think like if anybody's wanting to like get interested in cults, that is a really good place to start. Um, and I just started listening to their Om Shinrikyo one, which mm-hmm. is probably why I said that earlier. Yeah. And then currently they're doing uh, the... Knights of the Solar Temple? No, I think it, it's not the Knights. It's not Knights? It's, it's just I, Solar Temple? It's just the Solar Temple? The... Something of the Solar Temple. No, because we said nights last night at Friendsgiving. I was like, I don't know. And then their their new episode came out. And I was like, oh, shit. That's not what that's called. Uh, the Order. Order of the Solar Temple. Yeah. Which is order. also fucking But insane. it's based on, like, the nights of something. I don't know. Anyway. Mm-hmm. But they have fantastic um, series on cults. Mm-hmm. Really in-depth. And they do talk a lot about the cult mentality and in the group mentality and kind of how that all works. Absolutely. Within the confines of the specific cult that they're discussing, they talk about the tactics that that leader exerts over the members, which is really, really interesting. But Jim Jones was an, a master manipulator. He was fucking psycho and he was high as shit. Yeah, he was <laughs> so And he's a murderer. High. He's so high. But public <clears throat> humiliation is one. And one way that they can really do that is a, a lot of cults will require you to self-incriminate in some way, sharing your biggest fears, your biggest sins, how you want to change, what you need to change about yourself, and then utilizing mm. that against you in a public forum. Confessing your sins on the last altar? Yes. In front of everybody? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, you know, um, look at what the cult you're going to talk about. I know that's going to yeah. be brought up. Oh, yeah. Um, Jim Jones was um, did it all the time mm-hmm. and then would publicly humiliate his members. Um, Scientology, they they make you like share all of your shit and like record it on mm-hmm. tapes and yep. then threaten. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's very popular tactic to use and it's very effective. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, it's, it's, it's blackmail. blackmail. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking blackmail. Oh, River Jinx. I know. Now I, have to, I get to shut the fuck up now. Um, okay, brainwashing. 
Um, I think that goes along with gaslighting. Again, listen to our old gaslighting episode. I'm not saying we're experts on it, but it'll give you more in-depth information on how this power and control and how this manipulation and this just mind control, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. works. Because mm-hmm. gaslighting is essentially just like forcing people to believe the way you want them to. Sure, sure. Um, and then paranoia. So instilling a sense of paranoia. Jim Jones was really good at this as well. The world's about to end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doomsday. type of shit. Yeah. yeah, doomsday. They love a good doomsday cult. Yeah. Love a good doomsday cult. Because a lot of the times they're going to have the answer to make sure that, you know, even if you do die, you're going to go to a place that you want to be. As opposed to damned like all of us outsiders that aren't in that particular cult so we're gonna get left behind yeah so that's another us that's a really great way to enforce that us versus them is through the uh paranoia and Adrian's like shaking his death. head what's wrong you're sick oh I'm sick and you just drank after me it's alcohol it'll burn it off it'll burn it off no. He always gets sick right after I get sick, but it's because he caves and he ends up kissing me. But he's been really good and he hasn't, and now he just threw everything away. It's alcohol. It'll burn off. It'll burn off. So sad. Um. Anyway, so – oh, is it my turn? No, nope, it's not. It's um, turn. Okay. Uh, you said this, too. They often have no idea they're in a cult. Call your dad. You're in a cult. Shout outs to my favorite murder. Corey hates my favorite murder. No, you're gaslighting me. Corey again. hates my favorite Jeez murder. Louise. Me and Leah love my favorite murder. I like my favorite murder. Coincidence? I think not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so funny. You're God, obnoxious. How, how do you guys handle handle me? I don't understand. Anyway, keep and going. then um. Well, and this is just like cults usually will promote an illusion of comfort. So, uh-huh. Absolutely. Um, again, it just kind of all ties in together. But I kind of thought it was interesting because if we're looking at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and I think that this can really tie into the fact that um, they're saying a lot of individuals are coming from more sheltered environments mm-hmm. because economically they're more comfortable. Like, when you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the promise of like total health or peace of mind or eternal life or financial security, uh, those are all things that are higher than mm-hmm. than what we need to basically survive. Food, shelter. Yeah. Clothing, warmth, Things all that those, those people already have achieved. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So now they're looking more towards the top, towards that self-actualization, mm-hmm. which a lot of people that are trying to meet, like those, those homeless individuals that went to um, – I can't even remember what it's called already. Uh, um, the Rajneeshis? Yeah. The Rajneeshis out in Oregon. Was it Oregon or Washington? Oregon. It was Oregon. Yeah. Um, you know, they're just trying to meet their basic needs. They're right. like, oh, we get free shelter. We get free food. It's going to be warm. We get clothing. Absolutely. And then they're like, holy shit, what the fuck are these weirdos doing? We're getting out of here. Yeah. Like, yeah. they're making us work, like, mm-hmm. 20 hours a day. They're mm-hmm. poisoning wells. Like, we want out of here. Mm-hmm. So when you're looking at even just from that basic level, these individuals are looking more towards self-actualization, self-acceptance, where the rest of us that are maybe just trying to make it to, like, make sure our, our water doesn't get turned off. Hey, hello? Mm-hmm. Do you hear me? So when they're saying, <laughs> That's where oh, we are. yeah, you can you can come and you can join, in, but you're going to have to pay me sixty nine ninety nine a month. That's, like, that's more than my water bill. Absolutely. That's probably my gas for the month, honestly. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe, like, a little more, but still, that's a lot of money. But you have to give up your gas for the vision sometimes, and mm-hmm. that's a symbol of your sacrifice and your commitment to your higher self, Corey. Right. Jesus. But when you're looking at having to give up those basic needs, people aren't so apt to do it. So I thought that that was a cool tie-in. And then um, 
just again when we look at like what the cult will actually control um you know your relationships with others who you mate with if you have children they'll they can control your finances they're not all this extreme like the jonestowns there's like I've, I read something. There's like, oh, there's thousands of cults. There's like church in the world. <laughs> like, I mean, thousands it's fine. of cults, thousands. And there's a lot more information out there. Um, but I just wanted to do like a quick overview. And I thought that was a nice little summary. So I think it gives a nice picture of kind of why people join cults. And I got that from online psychology dot info. You better cite your sources. APA format, girl. I just did. I love it. Okay, it's your turn. My turn. Okay, so I'm going to actually like talk about a call and we're probably just going to like apply all the things that we just learned from Corey because we're not dumb anymore to this wonderful (laughs) cult that I'm going to talk about. Everybody, not everybody, but a lot of you may have heard of it. By a lot of you, I mean you three listening to us right now. I know you guys have heard about this. Nexium. Um, and it's spelled N-X-V-I-M because it's a millennial cult and that's mm-hmm. how we fucking spell shit now. So get with it. Um, so it's, uh, it was founded in 1998 by this dude named Keith Ranieri and this lady named Nancy Salzman. Um, but right now we're all hearing about it because I guess this girl named Allison Mack who was on Smallville, mm. I'm going to keep it very funky with everybody. I've watched Smallville like once and I only like the, the cute white boy who played Superman, um, I don't know his, his name? name. He had like brown curly hair. He was cute. Whatever. That's Kathleen all I loves her some CW shows, so I'm sure she watched it. Kath- you said Kathleen loves yep. it? Okay, so Kathleen, girl, let me know who I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Um, so anyway, she was on that show, and she has been found out to be like one of the high-ranking members of this cult. So basically, this has been um, – shown as or operating as a multi-level marketing company aka scheme out in albany new york and they sell um, executive success programs they call them esps and these are classes and seminars that you can take to learn better financial and personal skills to make sure that you become the best that you can be okay so what what are the big big picture sells remember like so financial independence mm -hmm. financial independence um learning how to be more of a selfless person and learning how to be more in control of like it's they're really big on self-control and self-accountability so they do this if you i think you all should listen to it's called uncover is uncovering yeah Okay, I keep wanting to say undercover. Uncover. Nexium. Yeah, it's called Uncover Escaping Nexium. Um, it's really, really good. I think it's... It's the, through the CBC, mm-hmm, Canadian Broadcasting. Mm-hmm. And it's one season. I think it's maybe like seven or eight episodes. It could mm-hmm. be even more than that. But it's really good. And it follows this girl named Sarah. Um, I don't know. Maybe her real name's not even Sarah. I think I it know. is because she's done a lot of interviews. Okay. So it follows this girl named Sarah. Um, and she was in Nexium. Um, and she was in one of the... I guess, more exclusive parts of Nexium called DOS, and I'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, but basically, she just she she's giving all the tea. She's spilling the beans, and I loved it. It was really, really good. Um, so essentially, uh, it is, it's sold as this multi-level marketing company. Like I said, it's really a scheme. Um, like other similar things that we've heard of, <laughs> but it's fine. It's not a big deal. Run away, but it's also fine. So... <laughs> You might have to leave that out because I love my friend, but run away. Um, so 
basically this Keith dude, she talked, uh, Corey kind of talked about it earlier, earlier. He was very charismatic dude, right? Everybody loved him. He really was able to promote himself as this kind of larger than life dude. And not a lot of, well, now a little bit more is being found out about him, but he basically lied about his whole entire life mm-hmm. and was telling everybody that like he was this amazing man who had all these degrees and then he did like all this amazing stuff. He had all this money. Um, but really he was like none of that stuff, but he was selling, he was selling himself to people in that way. And so they were kind of putting him on this pedestal. So he was, there wasn't a lot of religious talk in this, which kind of makes sense though, because the people that they were kind of trying to, to recruit, I guess were more so like these young, attractive white millennials. And I mean, studies are showing that that particular population is becoming less religious. Right. So religion wasn't going to work with these people. So, I mean, Keith knew what he was doing. Keith and this Nancy lady, which I don't know why this Nancy lady is not getting that much like slack for all this. I have no idea. It's really on Keith. Um, But I mean, hey, whatever. I don't care. I think it's the sex aspect of it because he was directly tied to it. And I don't think she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and (laughs) we'll fucking get to that because she has a nice quote in here that I have to fucking read. Sweet. So um, anyway, he's a liar. She's a bitch. All that things, all those things happen. He learned a lot of his stuff from, um, and, and this is no bullshit. He really was part of Amway, um, and he learned a lot of his techniques from Amway as far as how to sell people um, dreams. I mean, just keep it funky with you. Just how to sell people dreams, how to sell people ideal ideas, and get them to pay him for these things. Um, because, and I think it's kind of, I don't want to say brilliant, because brilliant is not the right word, but it is. It is interesting that. He made himself the product and it's almost a never ending product. Like you can't, you can, you can continue to pay for this product cause it's not going to run out cause he's constantly going to have something to say to you. So you, it seems like you're always getting your money worth, money's worth every time he talks, but really he's just feeding you bullshit every time. So my- they say Jim Jones used to talk on his like loudspeakers for hours and for like 12 hours he was just speeding his fucking balls off yeah yeah. sitting in some sweaty fucking room Mm -hmm. in jonestown Mm -hmm. just spewing shit because if i'm constantly spewing things at you and i'm constantly giving you kind of like this this stim this mental stimulation or emotional stimulation you are not able to think for yourself at that time because you're too busy taking in what I'm doing. Yeah. So you're you don't have any. There's no time for logic to set in or for anybody else's POV to set in with you because you're just you're too busy taking in all of my shit and you're so in love with me at this point. It is what it is. Like you're just you're just gonna continue to eat that shit up because you're in a fucking cult. You need to fucking call your dad. Okay. <laughs> so let's because I don't want to be here all motherfucking night. We're gonna go ahead and skip ahead. Um. Again, everybody listen. <laughs> everybody listen to Undercover. Not Undercover. Shit. Is Uncover. Uncover. Escaping Nexium. Escaping Nexium. It's really good if you want the details. What I really want to talk about is DOS. So DOS, D-O-S, was the secret society of women within Nexium. This is this is really where like the charges and shit for like this case against Nexium is coming from. Um, so it starts it, it it it's a mass it, it's a master slave kind of thing so the older member member who is essentially become the master will reach out to the younger member who shows promise um and so the people who are showing promise are the people who are selling the esps the most mm-hmm. people who are bringing in the most money um probably the people who are the most attractive the people who are really you know drinking for <laughs> 
lack of a better fucking analogy, the people who are really fucking drinking the Kool-Aid the most and really buying into this Nexium shit. Um, so in their in their women. So they're going to be asked um, to to come to this, you know, secret meeting. And this is it is a lifetime commitment. And it is for women who are, and this is a quote from um, Lindsay, which is one of the girls on the podcast. Um, not the good girl. We don't like Lindsay. Um, or Lauren. Damn. That was really rude. Wasn't that her... Is it Lauren or Lindsay? Her master? Yeah, is it Lauren? I don't know. It just started with an L. Fucking loser. So her... I'm, le- I'm leaning towards Lauren. Lauren? <laughs> Let's go with Lauren. Lauren. Fuck you, Lauren. Um, unless there's a Lauren that's listening to us. I'm so sorry, Lauren. Uh, do you know Lauren? I don't know any Laurens. Um, not, not close. Women who are, quote, committed to their growth are the people that are... Are the women that are invited. Um, and... Women are invited to go to DOS to learn to become less indulgent because in Nexium they have these really, really sick gender roles mm. um, that they are constantly kind of preaching. And here is a, a quote. Um, it's from the Rolling Stones website. They did a, a expose, which is a very fancy word, um, expose on Nexium. And this is um, one of Nancy's quotes. Uh, well, let me read the whole thing. It says, for those who are especially interested in Ranieri, Keith Ranieri's teachings, um, there's a program called Jeunesse. Um, Jeunesse is a series of, wait, was a series of $5,000 worth, <laughs> $5,000 worth of eight-day workshops. Um, there are 11 workshops in all the eight days. They promote a worldview in which women and men are wired differently. And namely, men were naturally polyamorous while women are monogamous when men didn't experience the same depth and experience while women are less adapt to understanding from to, to understanding right and wrong nancy Solzman says women feel oppressed we just feel oppressed friend women feel oppressed and men uh and the men try to well and the men try to stick up for themselves and we just attack them. We cut them off constantly because we're so excited and impulsive. But we don't understand that they really feel unheard, disrespected, and uncared for. Fuck her. So that's how they view women in this cult. So just want everybody Gross. to know that's what we're dealing with right now. So then that's why they have this special program for women called DOS. Because women need to learn how to become less indulgent and less, you know, so impulsive and all those other types of things. Um, so essentially what happens here, and this is really why they're getting in trouble, um, they would brand these women. And the branding process was really scary. The In the podcast, they talk about it. Um, they take them to, so they kind of fake them out. They make them wear blindfolds, mm-hmm. and then they drive them around in circles, essentially. So they don't know where they're at. So they don't go straight to the location. They take, like, extra rights, extra lefts, and just do all this crazy shit to kind of disorient the women so they don't know where they're going. Um, and then they ended up going to Alice and Max's house. That's where they did the brandings at. And so that's why she's on trial right now for this. Um, and they took them into this back room. And there was this doctor who had like this like laser pen. And, it's like a cauterizing Yeah, thing. that's what it was. It called cauterizing iron. Um, and the doctor would use that to brand this symbol on the women who were chosen to be in this, in this program. And the women would have to hold each other down. And while, and it was symbolic them holding each other down because they were helping each other get through the pain. So I'm holding you the fuck down while somebody sears a symbol into your body with a laser. But I'm doing it because we're sisters. 
and I need to help you get through this pain. How long did it take? Fucking, so one of the women's thing took 40 minutes. 40 minutes. But if you're a bad bitch, it took 10. Like, that's that's the thought. Because in, in this in this girl in the podcast talks about that, like, her master, because she has to call this girl her master, her master told her that she needed to go in there and show these women how it's done and show them how to not be indulgent and show them how to not make this mean anything bad, but to make this mean... Um, a commitment to her higher self. And that's that's something that they did a lot was they, they changed. Uh, words mean things, friends. Words have always meant things. Mm, words yeah. have meant things since words begin to mean things. That's how long words have meant things. They start wars. They Words fucking mean things, friends. And so they are really big on changing the meaning of words. And you make something mean something. So you can make this brand on your body mean something bad. Or you can make it mean that you made a commitment, a lifetime commitment to constant growth and progress and to being a selfless person. And that's what you need to make it mean. And this needs to be an honor for you to make. They would they would read. And I don't know if they read Bible verses. It just said that they would read um, passages about honor and selflessness and dignity in between these women getting branded. So it was this whole ritual um and it wasn't the bible yeah i I don't i didn't think it was a bible what it was it was probably i think i think it was something that keith wrote i think it was like his something to do with like i think the word masters in the title i can't remember well they it was a master slave i'm gonna google it (laughs) um so anyway they would have these readings while these women would get branded and um in the podcast, a girl talks about like she just saw so many areas or so many chances that she really had to get out. But she and she kind of blames herself for not going anywhere. But we talked about that in our gaslighting and our DV episode. Like yeah. you get so fucking deep into that shit yeah. that you don't even know how you got there and you really don't know how to get out. Um, and there were certain parts in this podcast and you guys, when you listen to it, you might feel the same way. I was like mad at her almost because I was like, girl. How, why are you still here? Like, what's happening? You're literally watching this happen right now. Why are you not running? But then I had to even take a step back and be like, but you're not brainwashed right now. Like, it's, you're able to think with a clear head. It's hard to like her, though. It it, it gets it gets difficult. Because they start saying of yeah. all the stuff she did to yeah. bring people yeah. in. And- absolutely. Um, and this part is, like, kind of gross. So they had to wear uh, medical masks um, during the branding yeah. because so they didn't smell like the flesh burning. Um, so that's like the kind of shit that happened in DOS and it was, it's really interesting. Like just that whole cult really interested me because just the ability for Keith and this Nancy lady to get these people to believe in this bullshit and it, it, it became even more interesting because we would assume like when you hear about people getting taken advantage of, you immediately assume that it's going to be people who like don't really have a lot going for them and like don't really have any family connections and are looking for a place to belong. Kind of what you talked about yeah. earlier. Yeah. But the people who were in Nexium, mostly middle to upper class, yeah. young, white, attractive people. And like they were really big on the way these people looked. Um, it was it was really all about remaining attractive, and they used this word a lot in the article. Slender. They were really don't fucking know why. Slender. Yeah, slender was really really important to them. Um, because 
I'm more likely to buy something from someone who I think is attractive. True. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that's all part of being charismatic, right? That's true. Um, so just just that whole shit is what's insane. Um, and something that you talked about earlier, this blackmail. Um, when you become part of DOS, you have to give collateral. Um, and some people gave like the deeds to their house. Um, some people gave, and and they'll it'll talk about this in the um, podcast. Um, like nude pictures of themselves, like mm-hmm. with their face and stuff in it. Um, just things that are really incriminating that people would use against them. Why are you, what are you making that face for? That's just a, a wide range of shit. Oh. Like a deed to a house or some nudes. Yeah, no, but really, like, <laughs> but that's really it. Like, anything that is important to you that could be used against you if you decided to get away from this, from this cult. <laughs> AD cannot handle the, the range, range of options. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I don't know if there's anything that I also that I wanted to say. Um, no, I think that's it. And I think we're making a really good time. Yeah. I love this. I'm so tired. Me too. Oh, my gosh. Well, you can learn more because it's still in the news. Like, they're in trial right now, Yeah, they're right? – so I think uh, – Al- what's her name? Allison Mack. I was going to call her Alex Mack. Who's Alex Mack? That was a TV show on Nickelodeon. The, de- the kid detective, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Who was the girl who made the tomato and cheese sandwiches? No clue. I didn't watch that show. Harriet the Spy. Harriet the Spy. Anyway, that was a funny movie. That was a good... Do you don't remember she made the tomato and cheese sandwiches? She didn't put anything else on it? And, like, her mom thought it was fucking weird or something like that? No, I do remember. Yeah. Uh, that was a her. cute movie. Yeah, I fucking love that movie. Anyway, moral of the story is don't fucking join Nexium. Um, and also, it's just... I, I definitely think people should get um, a little bit more acquainted with the fact that this shit is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and to just... I mean, listen, guys. This shit was sold as a... A seminar um so i think it's just really important to be mindful that these schemes are out there um and they and it's they're not going to be things that come and punch you in the face like hey i'm really a cult and i'm really going to take all your fucking money and you might get my fucking initials branded on your body you're gonna get love bombed exactly you're gonna fucking get love bombed and i think that people should just be aware that this shit is happening so um because knowledge is power and then when, if you know that these tactics are out there and people are using them to brainwash people into believing bullshit um, and not being able to think for themselves, um, then you're better equipped to defend yourself against it. And we're all about not being dumb. So don't be fucking dumb, friend. Don't be dumb. You don't have to pay $69.99 a month for the truth. You, do, you should not be paying someone else $80 a month to better yourself. If you are, you're in a cult, you need to call your dad. Unless you're seeing a therapist. Unless you're seeing a therapist. Do you need to pay $80 a month for therapy? Therapy ain't cheap. Ooh. It's like 100 bucks an hour for some people. Damn. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Medicaid. Um, we'll say, too, we talked about it, uh, when your society or your country is going through an, a time of unrest, yes. it seems as though those are times when there are higher rates of cult activity yeah Yeah. and we are very much in the united states going through a very tumultuous time Uh politically and socially so i wouldn't be surprised and like look at what we're seeing look at what the fuck we're seeing right now so i wouldn't be surprised if some more of this stuff pops up so um yeah just be careful and if you'd like some self-help or you'd like you know, to become your best self or become more mindful, just go, go see therapy. go see a licensed mental health go professional. Go see a please. licensed mental health professional. Professional. Um, and definitely just, you don't need to sit in a class and have someone tell you how to become the best you. Mm-mm. You don't have to do it. 
You shouldn't have to sell a product to become the best you. Do you see what I'm saying, friends? If you're not encouraged to ask questions to to become the best you, how can you become the best you if you're not encouraged to ask questions? You're just told, no, this is how it is. That's if you can't think critically, you're absolutely not in the right place. Then you're not going to become a better person for it. You are being told that someone has the vision and that you could possibly have the vision. And the problem is that you are surrounding yourself with people who don't have the vision. You should probably not be there. Yeah. That's a really scary thing to tell someone. I'm just saying, friends, pay attention. Don't yeah. be dumb. Don't be dumb. Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Email us. Um, um, like, do all the subscribe, things. and comment. Uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening. Is there anything else? Do we have any emails? Do we ever have any no emails? emails? No emails. Um, okay. This is what the shortest one we've ever had, which is fine with me because I'm I don't so think it tired. Is. I don't think it's our shortest one. Eighty's going to be so mad because I didn't even drink that wine. <laughs> I poured it again. It's fine. Okay. What All are right. we talking about next time? What the fuck are we going to talk about? What eighty's going to be? Eighty is going to be on our next episode, guys. So you will get to hear the wild shit that comes out of his mouth. Um, it could get real reckless in here. Maybe <laughs> we'll, we'll never okay. have a podcast again. I think it'll be fine. Corey doesn't know. Corey's <laughs> never. I went on. Yeah. Oh, but you never heard <laughs> podcast. No. Yeah. There is a podcast <laughs> oh. that you should listen to. Okay. No, I want to. Yeah. All no. right. Well, I'm excited. Actually, don't because I was going through a thing. Don't listen. <laughs> oh I, that was God. a different Tyler. Okay. <laughs> no, it's a, it's pretty much the same. Tyler. You can listen to it. It's fine. Um, hey, yeah, you guys, no, definitely, no, delete that out, because I don't want anybody on this listening <laughs> podcast, so we're going to delete that. Um, okay. Appreciate you guys yeah. so much. We don't know what we're talking about yet, but we'll be talking 80, so. Yeah, something about masculinity. So we we want some, like, some, uh, some cis, straight, male POVs on this mic. Mm-hmm. That'll be good. Let's hear from the oppressor. Let's just, oh, let's hear God. from them. <laughs> Okay. I'm going home and going to bed. Bye. Bye. Think about that. That's just dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb.